Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 18th of April 2023, a quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Recall that in our previous update, the Turkish Red Cross reported how the national blood stock was at an alarming level. Last week, they added that they had to postpone and prioritize heart surgeries because there wasn't enough blood. The Red Crescent fell from the public eye after it sold tents to the Ahbap, a charity organization, instead of sending the tents free of charge to the earthquake zone. Following this, blood donations also dropped. The public have been demanding that Kerem Kinik, the head of the Red Crescent, resign since the scandal. However, so far he refused to leave his position, claiming that if he resigned, administrative issues would become chaotic and unmaintainable. He said this back in late March and has been systematically ignoring criticism ever since, even at the expense of people's lives. Moving on, the Time magazine named Haluk Levent, a beloved singer and the founder of the Ahbap charity network, among the 100 most influential names in 2023. Elif Shafak, a Turkish and British novelist popular in the UK, wrote Levent's entry in the magazine. She wrote, quote, Following the disaster, when minutes meant the difference between life and death, and the Turkish government proved terribly incompetent, Ahbap was already working on the ground, saving lives, end quote. Levent quoted Shafak's entry on his Twitter account and said that it was unacceptable how they criticized the government through him. Levent announced that he rejected the title and won't be going to the United States to receive his award. He said that the whole country, be it the government, the opposition, or nonprofit organizations, came together to get through this disaster. He doesn't want to be a part of a rhetoric that puts him at the center of this. Now some news on the elections. The main opposition candidate, Kalich Darlu, revealed a list of pledges for the first 100 days of his presidency. He said that the country would bring back daylight saving time. The government would reduce the worker classes, tax, and insurance rates. The government would provide farmers with 50% of the cost of seeds and fertilizers. It would also reduce the price of electricity and tax on diesel fuel used for agriculture. He added that the government would also abolish the interview-based recruitment process while recruiting public servants and create a new merit-based system. He said that in the current system, many give people that they are close to high points in the interviews to boost their grades, increasing their chances of getting hired even if they did poorly in the central public servant placement exam. Let's talk about the Homeland Party. Around 350 members of the party's Hatay provincial administration announced that they were leaving the party, and consequently their positions at the administration. They harshly criticized Muharrem Inja, the head of the party and the party's presidential candidate. They said that Inja had promised to nominate the heads of the party's provincial branches as parliament members, but didn't. They also said that Inja's desire to take revenge from Khalid Darulu overpowered the party's political goals. They further added that Inja has nothing concrete to contribute to the bright future of the Turkish youth other than his dance moves on TikTok, and they cannot support this. On another note, on Thursday the 13th, Salahattin Demirtas, the jailed former co-chair of the People's Democratic Party, or HDP, said on Twitter that Erdogan's regime was feasting on conflict. He promised that once Erdogan's rule was over, his party, the Green Left Party, would get the Kurdish Workers' Party, or PKK, to lay down arms. He added that they could have already maintained peace, but Erdogan imprisoned the people who wanted peace and used terror to scare people into voting for him. On Monday the 17th, Demirtas also tweeted a photoshopped picture of the presidential ballot, with Erdogan's face replacing two of the other three candidates, Muharrem Inja and Sinan Oğan. So there was only Erdogan and Kılıç Darulu on the ballot. He wrote, quote, Mathematically, this is how the ballot actually is. Don't waste your vote because you are the key to change, end quote. 
He implied that the other two candidates were dividing Kalich Darlu's votes and openly showed his support for Kalich Darlu. Demirtas's support of Kalich Darlu caught the attention of pro-government figures. Demirtas used to be the chair of the HDP, which the government accuses of being a political branch of the PKK, which Turkey deems a terrorist organization. The HDP is even facing a closure case because of the accusations. So, when the jailed former head of the party backed up Kalich Darlu, some speculated that Kalich Darlu was siding with terrorists. Speaking of Kalich Darlu, the ruling party has long been accusing the opposition of being pawns to terrorist organizations. It even calls the opposition alliance, commonly referred to as the Table of Six, the Table of Seven, claiming that the PKK is its hidden member. On Monday the 17th, he finally spoke up about the accusation, saying that those who are in bed with the murderers of Gafar Okan, a police officer killed by the Hezbollah terrorist organization, shouldn't be pointing the finger at him, referencing Free Cause Party, a supporter of Erdogan and the alleged political branch of the Hezbollah. On to some news about the media. Earlier this month, the Radio and Television Supreme Council, also known as Artuk, banned the broadcast of Cranberry Sorbet or Kizilcik Sherbeti in Turkish for five episodes, citing a scene portraying violence against a woman. Show TV, the broadcasting channel, applied to the court to overturn the decision. On Friday the 14th, the court ruled in favor of the channel. On the same day, the channel aired the new episode of the series. However, despite the administrative court's ruling, the Artuk stopped the broadcast and aired a documentary on Islamophobia instead, which raised eyebrows. Many questioned why Artuk decided to take action against this particular scene and had been overlooking violence against women in other series. The Cranberry Sorbet depicts the conflicts between secular and conservative lifestyles through two families with different backgrounds. In the scene that Artuk found inappropriate, the man from the conservative side abuses his wife. Some speculated that the Artuk was disturbed by who was violent rather than who was violated, citing the Islamophobia document. And some cultural news. Back in 2021, the Culture and Tourism Ministry began renovating the Maidens Tower in Istanbul, known as Kiz Kulesi in Turkish. The tower was behind a pier covered in curtains during the process, and some of it had to be demolished as a part of its extensive restoration plan. The demolition had brought about a public concern for the historical monument, but after months, the ministry has finally lifted the curtains. It announced that the tower will open for public access in the first week of May. However, the ministry added that the restaurant in the tower will not reopen and the Maidens Tower will be open solely for touristic visits. Let's talk about football. Istanbul has been getting ready to host the final match of the Champions League on the 10th of June. However, on Monday the 17th, The Independent, an online newspaper, wrote in an article that the UEFA had concerns about possible unrest in the country following the elections on the 14th of May, and may have to move the venue depending on the aftermath of the elections. And to close this edition, we've previously mentioned that this was the month of Ramadan, a time of fasting in Islam. At the end of the fasting period, Muslims celebrate the Ramadan Fest, also known as Candy Fest. The fest begins on Friday the 20th and lasts until the 24th. During this time, people meet up with their families and have feasts. There are also children knocking on doors around neighborhoods asking for candy, much like Halloween. And that's it for this week. If you don't know, Rorschach has a newsletter on Substack, so check it out. It's not too frequent, so you won't be flooded with emails, but it will tell you a bit about what's motivating all of this. Link in the show notes. Let us know what you think at turkey at rorschach.com. Hoşçakalın! Hoşçakalın!